Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. I've jam packed a lot in the last two weeks. Y'all so ready? how y'all doing out there? Yo. Y'all good? I'm still trying to keep this table from shaking. If I laugh too hard, it's over. Well, oh, this one ain't that bad. You got a little, no, you got a little stages. <laughs> it ain't bad. All right, we will crank it up. We got to get up out of here. Speed session. All right. Yeah, we're going to go quick. You good? Close. Yeah, we good. Seven on nine. Yeah. Listen. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, nah. I'm going to narrate. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep me in. But what's up, y'all? We all know Labels Podcast. I'm just... Let me go and crank it up. Try not to have too much dead space before we start. Yo, yo, what's going on, people? This is No Labels Podcast. I am your host, Willie G. We got Miss Audrey in the building. Hey, y'all. We got the queen hey, in the y'all. building. What's up, y'all? Hey, Keith. So, first off, how you doing? I am doing very well. I'm um, My voice sounds really tired, but it's probably because I haven't spoken much all day because I finally had a day off to kind of lay around. It's been busy. Um, Still enjoying and continuing the first uh, issue of Royal Inda Magazine while also planning for the next one. Um, I still work in retail in this fourth quarter, and November is in like 10 minutes. And so we're already starting to feel... It's interesting because like we got a crowd rush because of Halloween, but it's one of those interesting times in retail because... It's not busy yet as far as the people, but they're loading all the product in. And so, like, the pressure from the company of, like, oh, my God, it's going to be huge. It's going to be it's just, like, it's going to be what it's going to be. So, how long we go, the Well, that weekend, just because people are out and about. Any, anytime it's, like, a, a big, like, global reason to be out or, like, you know, a big thing. So, you're going to see more people out for those things. It's different parties. You know, people want to buy something new, costume, accessories. Um I- I be feeling bad for y'all on Christmas. It's it's not. Cause I know last Christmas I was working for Amazon, so no, no. I'm, so okay, so I'm, I've been in retail for twenty six years, and I can tell you without even working for Amazon ever that I'm sure it's harder for Amazon for now than it was because when I started in retail, I remember when when Black Friday and holiday season was lit in a way that I just really don't think the retail industry is ever going to see again in brick and mortar. (laughs) Um, The the world is digital. You know, I still love an in-person shopping experience and so many people do, but I don't think that it will be as big and frenzied as it has been in past years. I really don't think we'll ever see those days again because, again, I, I started in retail before the social media era before online shopping was a thing. And so when you have those options, you know, you're, it's going to get busy. You're going to see a, a, a peak, you know, there, there is such thing as peak season. But it as is. far as I think, I think retail as an industry is a little bit of denial about how to compare to like, we, we deal in like last year numbers or LY or things like that. I'm like, you can't with it. Online has changed the game and it's not going away. I just don't think the internet is going anywhere, at least for a while. And then also, you still got to consider the pandemic effect because as far as retailers, we're still in it in a lot of ways. You know, a lot of businesses are. The world's still in it. Yeah. We ain't going nowhere. We're still in it. You know, but as far as the way they make decisions, it's like, well, we're going to be last year. Like, you know, you, you don't know because the last two years have been so unpredictable. And so it's some of that mental corporate reasoning stress that's starting to trickle in. But if you leave me with product and people, I'm good. Craziest thing I've seen from Amazon during peak season is somebody quit during the shift and left their truck 
at the gas station. Oh my. And they was like, yo, come get your truck. I'm like, cause we had like a group chat and they was like, yo, come get your truck. I don't know how they worked it out, but uh, but yeah, okay, so uh that's good. Kyajo, how you doing? You good? You yeah. good in it? Okay. So I was gonna name this uh episode. Oh, we gotta say hey. The apostle said, Hey y'all, we gotta listen. How you apostle, doing, apostle Kenneth K. Law. Apostle Kenneth K. Law. Author of the book, is it Pain, Pressure, Purpose? I don't wanna get it out of order. Pain, pressure, purpose. Uh you can go get that from all stores. That's my spiritual father. Yes. Thank, thank you for tuning in. How you doing? That's my spiritual uncle. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's... Uh, no, but shout out to, to uh, Apostle Law and, and this amazing book that he's put out. So many valuable things to say. He's a voice definitely worth um, tapping into. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. uh, so... We're going we gonna to jump right into this because we got, we got yeah. places to go and we got, we got things, things to do. Things to do. Uh, <laughs> I was going to name this World Going Crazy, but we gonna, well, I, I decided... Which, to, which would be fitting. <laughs> I decided to name it WWJD. It's a throwback. You know That's a 90s throwback. If you, if you know what that means, you got a little, you know what I'm saying? You're getting older. You, you, go, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, side note, I still believe that like our generation was like one of the best generations to grow up in. You know what I'm saying? Why I say this, and I know like why I say it, because like we like right in the middle of no of the internet, and we like we like yes. we, had, we didn't have the internet, and we got to see what the internet is. Yeah, we had the analog childhood and the digital adulthood. That's we're, we're a bridge generation, and I personally think that that's a big responsibility mm-hmm. considering the things that people just don't know. I'm just, I do understand certain things. Like when I, ch- the, our parents were children, they tell us certain things they went through. I feel like it was, while it was different and certain things became obsolete. I don't, I feel like it wasn't the pace mm-hmm. of, of certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get some people in middle school who don't even really know what a typewriter is, but to look at it or a rotary phone, I saw that taste on the girl. She, she did have a good, I forgot what the acronym was, but she had a good one on the spot to not know what AOL was. But I ain't gonna lie, man. You know, I'm gonna be real. Listen, I feel a way. Listen. I feel a way when. But I, we are, we are that the last, and that's why I tell people I'm, I'm still an analog girl in the digital world. Our song was on the oldie station. Like, yeah. like, I gotta, like, I felt crazy oh. riding down the road. Which song? Which Listen, one? Which one? Which all of them? All the songs. What? Cause, cause it used to be. Is no, it still like this? Cause I still, is on the I don't station. listen to radio nearly as much as I used to, Me but neither. I still have always loved radio <laughs> and its purpose. But it used to be, and I remember the rise of this. Do you remember where it was like, okay, you got your top forty and whatever genre, you got your mainstream radio, and then you had your oldie station, and then we came in and introduced something called a throwback. See, and then throwback got his own. I feel like throwbacks are to us what oldies are to our parents. That's what but oldies are still oldies to us. But it's but don't put my throwbacks on the no, oldies station. Got, we on, got on the we got station. They skipped the throwback session. We, we, they, we on the oldie like, No, saying, <laughs> we need not. No, we got a thing. Our oldies are called throwbacks. No, me and Keanu was driving through the road. I mean, we was driving. I don't listen to the radio neither. But that night, we listened to the radio. And every song, like, this is this is our generation. Yes. What you mean? This is this is this is us. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> crazy. I feel that was a little weird. That was a little weird. But anyway, no, uh, we not oldies. A quick, quick topics, quick topics. All uh, right, let's keep it rolling. Some icebreakers. Uh, I was gonna name the world going crazy. One, of course, Kanye. 
Uh, I'm not gonna spend too much on Kanye because no, we I'm, don't I'm, we I'm, don't have I'm, the time. I'm or pretty energy. much a spectator at this point. Uh, that the one thing I can the one thing I am gonna say about the whole Kanye situation, not not even Kanye, the whole Kanye situation is I have not like the, the only thing that, that bothers me about the Kanye situation is that is that uh, uh, I have never like no one has ever acted in this way. You know what I'm saying? Concerning like African American, uh, like you know, it's anti-Semitism, and basically what a lot of people, one of the biggest conversations that this situation has brought up is that okay, the uh, the rap industry itself is is anti-black. You know what I'm saying? As far as like what it in what a, way? A lot of what it says. You know what I'm saying? Now don't get me wrong. I'm a hip hop. I'm a hip hop fanatic. But what it like basically the message being allowed uh the message that's making these labels money is pretty much is it, it's like crack was to the 80s babies or whatever it's it's uh the message that hip hop is sending now mm-hmm. is uh you know and not all hip hop no but but the ones that the the, uh, the hip hop what we call mainstream what is allowed to be on the radio the ones that the labels have, uh, the ones that the labels are pushing, basically, because the biggest artists are the ones that the labels push, and, right? And uh, that's so, that's the biggest conversation that's being brought up. So, and I do think it's a valid conversation because when you, if you really, really love the genre of hip hop and you see how layered it is and how many like types of hip hop exist, <laughs> you all right? <laughs> when you see how many types of oh hip hop exist within a space so you got people that's gonna like you're not gonna find many people who don't know who drake is but do you have people who don't know who talib Kweli is a lot of people don't you know what i'm saying do you have some people who know most deaf only as an actor but they never heard most deaf spit bars they don't you know what i'm saying <laughs> like right now like you know, um, and then you got some people that only know like Ice Cube and Ice T as actors in these shows, and you know what I'm saying. So, uh, but to your point, I think that when you, oh, I don't, I'm I'm gonna leave his name out of that because I don't, he got enough attention on him. But when you consider to your point, who runs the the labels, and it's not usually people of color. It's usually people of um, wealth and affluence and decision-making power and control and also have ties to what gets pushed through in mainstream culture and media. Now, it doesn't say it's, it's an issue that is layered and it hits different industries. Because, like, okay, now you've got this conversation about hip-hop and music, and then the conversation is like, well, what gets pushed through now, if you got the people who own it, who have their interests aligned with a certain narrative around a certain group of people, and you have those people that have lyrics or themes that could push a narrative that benefits you financially or politically, then you will continue to push those things through because it makes and money. then suppress... The po- a, a more of the positive messaging that that absolutely exists in hip hop and is prevalent and even it is so layered and then if you keep pulling pulling back the layers it becomes so political mm-hmm. um and so i just think it's going to take more than the time we had to get into it but 
what's the root question I'm answering? Because I just said a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, basically, basically, like, uh, like, like, okay, the one of the biggest conversations that's being brought up is uh, the anti-Semitism, but a lot of people arguing that the uh, the music that a lot of labels and we all know as as music lovers, that ain't the case. But truthfully, right. like, okay. Take it like this, and uh, I'm not I'm not one of the people who says hip hop should stay the same. It's going to change. Different artists do it different. What we're saying is, uh, when it's like, if you live that and that's your life, cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Tell that. You know what I'm saying? Just tell both sides. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's like uh, a a lot of people not getting that. Uh, a lot of what we getting is, is like okay, 22, 21 year old people who is actually living that. At this moment, like they haven't even reached the side to tell you, like, uh, don't do it yet. They actually, and and I get it. You an adult, you an adult. You can say and write what you want. You know what I'm saying? Coming from the labels aspect, and it's gonna make money. I think a big problem is that it does make money. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, you you got somebody that's broke, ain't got nothing, ain't, ain't got nowhere to. Okay, this this how I'm gonna come up, and like we all mm -hmm. know the code, like literally one of the ways. These young boys coming up right now is off murder or or people thinking they murder. Right. Or you know this type of content, this yeah. narrative. So it's like, the, the, if I make content that aligns with the narrative that the people with money and influence are willing to push through. And I'm going to get paid. That affects my bottom yeah. line and my yeah. pockets. So, and, then, and so. Who could be mad at the, at the, at the kid that's, that's, that's on the corner like, yo, this is my come up. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Uh, change like change like change the way that okay change what's being like paid like make it make it so that but again we got a part in that the consumers because like you know what I'm saying it's, we do it is and, layered and it's layered it's extremely layered, it's and, layered. Then, and then if you want to add in the layer of hip hop lyrics being used in court. In litigation, and then that and then that's a whole different that's a whole different layer that is part of the hip hop influence conversation and it, but here's the thing and, and i'll go and say like i'll too. say the name but I, I, here's the thing with kanye and his unique influence obviously he knows how to stop the world when he talks and he obviously stopped a lot of money but but stop okay all, at the, at the peak money. at the peak of his net worth which just plummeted just days ago but he's still wealthy but you know not to that's not the point the point is you have all of this influence you have all of this creativity you've got power you've worked with the best in the hip-hop and recording um the recording arts and you had all of these brand deals if you when you choose to be pro-black because i think you just kind of choose to go with i don't know whatever string you're trying to pull at a time but i'll put it like this he was a person who had the means to really change some of what we just talked about of what gets pushed through of like there's more to hip-hop than this there's more to hip-hop than murder there's more to hip-hop than criminal activity malicious intent disrespect to women there's so much more and if but until but as long as people who identify most with the content aren't controlling the output then we we gonna we gonna fuss and we gonna get ourselves frenzied, but we still don't really have a influence. You can't tell people what to do with their money, you know. Now, also, I am putting this, you know, idea out to a person who is obviously not mentally stable. 
Do you think? And so, um, I, I'm not even gonna lie. He ain't ridiculing me. I really don't think he's that crazy. It's not even about crazy. I, and I'm not saying like I'm not. That's why I was very careful yeah. with the word. I didn't say illness. I don't know. Like you know, he's he's spoken of his diagnoses yeah. and things like that. And I really actually enjoyed his his conversation about it. When he did um, my next get, my next guest needs no introduction with David Letterman, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is a, a great conversation about mental illness from the perspective perspective of the person who walks around with it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it was I thought it was a beautiful moment. His wife, um, ex wife now, but she was there in support of him and all the things he was saying. And I was like, okay, but if you if you surround yourself around people who can continue to help, but the mental illness is a is a thing. But I'm talking about stability. I'm talking about mental stability, you know, um, unless I feel like unless it, you, you agree with the idea and some people do. And I'm not saying that is it is or not because I don't know. But if you um, think that all of the rhetoric he's put out and everything is all completely intentional and calculated and they aren't some things that he just flying off about. No, if it's all some... calculated and that's a whole different conversation, I'm like, mm-hmm. I think you just a, maybe a malicious person or just attention like that's your that's your drug of choice um but i do think there is some instability even if you just line up the timeline of his whole career but even if you line up the timeline from the 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 whole uh the beef and everything with him and and kim you know bringing in the kids with the pete davidson stuff that was different from all this anti-medic brand dropping stuff now but even if you watch that timeline there's so many contradictory um, statements from all from him, mm-hmm. you know, but there's obviously some signs that I th- yeah, there's I, some real help needed. I, uh, I tell you like, know? I tell you like right now I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I can't even say, come here, but I am going to say this. I just, just, then I'm going to go, but uh, <laughs> I am going to say this say uh, as a man, like, for, like, for, like, cause a lot of people are just delusional, like you said. As a man, you gotta look at okay. You can't you can't not acknowledge the irresponsibility yeah. uh, of a lot of okay, yeah, because you it ain't like yeah. Some of the, like it, like some people think it's all a part of plan. Okay, this is this is a couple of the big points is going out. Some people think he doing this purposely to get out his contracts. Yeah, okay, but uh, but like you said, uh, it's been things before this, and a lot of the reasons people don't trust uh, Kanye uh, is because previous actions the MAGA had. The, yeah. the the slavery and, and it's, the, it's, it's, it's all of that the slavery you know what I'm the Harry Tubman thing the Mega hat and and the strategic white lives matter all of that but the timing of when he released music around that was yeah riling yeah. up the people around saying something crazy but I mean uh, so I mean like, like I said uh, <laughs> I'm just leaving Kanye guys but it, yeah, I mean that, that's that's definitely but it's so much but I really do just. I think I think Kanye I think Kanye going through what should be a private private situation publicly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is some mental whatever and something there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can't. I don't take everything I you watched, say. I really watched the last interview that he did when he was talking. That now I feel know what it feels like to have a knee on my neck. Did you watch that that recent one? Yeah, I watched. I've been, I've been kind of um, watching what's going I, on. I watched that, and I try not to watch a lot of them except for the clips that maybe uh, media outlets inserted. But I watched that video. And I was just really not trying try not to get caught up in specifically the words he's saying because I just I can you know I'm a wordsmith so I can dissect that in all different ways. But I was just really listening to the tone and looking at his face. He, and he come he came across to me like just a child. Like what part of you has not grown up? There, what trauma exists 
that happened at a certain age that you haven't healed from in whatever area that is, you're still that age and it's so young and immature. And it feels like, it's almost like looking at like an eight year old that has the weight, the responsibility and the fame of the adult man that he actually is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's almost, imagine all of that dumped onto like an eight year old or something like that to me, yeah. in, my, in my viewing. And it, it just made me look on with pity it's just like, mm -hmm. first of all, come here. Somebody need to hug you for real. Somebody has to say, who was loving him? Right. Who was like, you know, and now, in his corner? And, then, right. and now, once you get to a certain space, it's harder to tell the authenticity of people when you have a certain amount of money and influence and fame. Yeah, being out and make anybody friend. Yeah, so um, I just really like somebody that loves him. Let him know and hug him. Then you just, well, you just did a video about that on TikTok. When everything going wrong, who's staying there with you? Like when Jesus went through it, everybody Jesus had twelve disciples and everybody was gone when he was. Hey, but, but a few. But a few. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, at times like that, and I know at times like that, it's like a. Uh, uh, that's when that's when it hurts because sometimes people don't naturally talk about you; they just back away from you. Yeah. And not willing to stay in the storm. You know what I'm saying? That's real. And uh, and that don't uh, like you need people that's gonna be accountable. Like if you're wrong, you need people that's gonna be able to tell you that you're wrong. But you also need people that's gonna they're gonna stay like hey, hey ride or die. Yeah. Like kind of like kind of like uh, if if uh, if your partner gets you into a fight, like me and my brother, like he might get me into something, and I won't ask no questions then. And then, yeah, and then at the house, but at the house would be like, you know what I'm saying? Bro, it's like bro, bro. I, I get it. But then for those people who may show up for a person like not just Kanye, but anybody like that. But when the person continues to do the destructive behavior that you're having to yeah. help them through, it's like at one at what point are you gonna participate in your own healing and no. supporting your own self? No, you gotta you know be. What I'm it gotta be cha like change behavior. Like that's that's. I mean, cause ain't nobody gonna waste their time. Like even with my own family, like uh, like we'll come to you a like the first couple times, but if you keep coming back, like okay. Okay, like he like he trying to he trying to fight me. You know, we on the way. The third time we like, fam, why you even it's there? Like, right. It's like, why like, you why you even there? <laughs> like we can't keep doing this. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, I get that. I get. I know. I get that. Like that's what uh, accountability. Like you got like accountability. Okay, I'm gonna hold you accountable, and then we gonna then then you gonna put forth the effort. You know what I'm saying? And but I'm but I got you as you yeah. as you as long as as long as you trying. You like long as as long as it's not just a a, a rotating thing. But like I said, we can go eons in talking so about that. Not. <laughs> what? But uh, what else we got? Nah, we uh, we gonna we, we got we got thirty we got thirty minutes day. But uh, we gonna go into it's my fault if we feel rushed today. I got stuff. No, we not. Well, I was a good time. Forty five minutes. It's a good episode. Hold on, how long I been? Oh, we ain't gonna say nothing. We'll Wakanda Forever is about to drop. November eleventh. November 11th. I hope it's. I hope it. I mean, I believe it's gonna be good, but they can't. They can't. They can't let down on Wakanda. Why people hating on Rihanna for this single she released? I ain't even hear Rihanna single. I haven't heard it yet, but I was. I've seen. I, I really enjoy watching the people respond before I partake of <laughs> different things, and then be like, hmm, okay. Anyway, uh, but definitely people aren't feeling the single. But at the time when I saw people's response. I didn't know that it was part of the a Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah, they say she on the soundtrack. Speaking of soundtracks, that first sound. Intergalactic. No. 
Is that a, is that a movie? Yes. Intergalactic. You got the assignment for you. You gonna watch it the next time we it's on. It's on it. Netflix. Yes, it is. Ooh. Is it the a Kid Cudi album Intergalactic, which is also a movie Intergalactic that intertwines, and especially if you grew up like us, those analog babies that really grew up in the era of soundtracks. Yeah. Before there was streaming. Kid Cudi could bring back soundtracks in a real way. You know, we got a little bit with, you know, I absolutely know disrespect and and actually honoring. Um, kudos to, yes, um, kudos to Kendrick Lamar and what he did with the, the original Black Panther soundtrack. And, and also, like, just kudos to Pharrell and those those getting, you know, into those filmmaking spaces with, right. the, with the production of music. But as far as soundtracks, so like, Cause I heard that the album, and then I saw the movie. I was like, "Give me that album back!" Cause I need to. I never, I never heard. I never been a kid, big, big Kid Cudi fan, but I'm, I'm gonna mean, check like it out. I like Kid Cudi, but I can't say I was a Kid Cudi fan, but I am a fan of this piece of work. That's like, that's like JV. That's one. Of, that's one of JV favorite artists. I think him and uh, Tyler the Creator. Yeah. Uh, let me see. W WWJD. <laughs> so why do you pick that? Why did I? Uh, why did I uh, do? Uh, WWJD for those who don't know for the youngins, uh, what would Jesus do? Uh, it used to be like a arm brand. Everybody had the little bracelets that said WWJD. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And what I and what and what in this situation, uh, like what would Jesus do uh, in the face of 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 his naysayers of uh, of, of of people that. Not even naysayers, but also people who misun who misunderstood him. Like, what would Jesus do? And well, of course, we all know. You know what I'm saying? Because as he's on the cross, you know what I'm saying? Like he's mocking. Like you got people saying. And how I picture this, I picture this like a group of black folks. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't picture this like come down from the cross. I picture this with like a group of people. Like come on down from the cross, Jesus. Come on, you say you got. They mocking him. You know what I'm saying? Why are you making him sound like slaves? I don't know. I'm country, so if I oh, sound like a slave, then, 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 I'm that's too, but I'm, I'm, like, oh. I'm a Georgia boy. You know what I'm saying? That's, I mean, that's, I'm a Georgia girl. That's, 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 just, that's how we talk. I mean, that's that's how, yeah, I'm, that's how we talk. I, I might need to everybody like like Here's come on. That. What is fundamentally wrong with the WWJD? Mm. Good, good. The whole what would Jesus do mm-hmm. as a question mm-hmm. when we could very easily just study what he actually did we don't have to wonder you see what i'm saying yeah and so when you pull it down into that speculatory place then it's hard to override the temptation to insert your own logic and reasoning when you could just go in and and see what jesus did you got the you got the accounts from the apostles that you got the god you we have it recorded yeah and Jesus so he did. And so he to did. be like, well, what would Jesus do? It's just like, now I do understand the whole thing of like putting it into today's time, yeah. but, but every situation still has a humanity component that mm-hmm. is timeless mm-hmm. and we'll go study what he did and, that's, and act accordingly. And that's what, that's what I mean. That's what I say. Like, uh, oh, like, like I, I said, a, Oh, yeah. I said like a week ago. What I mean was like, what would Jesus do? Is uh, and, and what that's like clickbait. But I said the other day, uh, in the video, like basically he understands from a human standpoint. Uh, because like I said, uh, a 33 year old man and a 33 year old man bore the weight of the world on his shoulders. And at that time, 
at, at at his most pivotal time, his closest circle turned against him. Mm-hmm. Not not necessarily. They basically they got scared. They didn't stand with him. Like all all his closest people ran. So so in in that in that situation, you know what I'm saying? As a man, not as not as Almighty God. Like uh, in that situation, Jesus chose to continue with his continue with his purpose continue doing what god put him here to do and in that sense like he he, he gives you guidance and like what would you like even in your everyday life even in somebody pursuing their own purpose like if you would actually if, if you in a place where you you tired or you don't know uh how to go or if you want to go you know what i'm saying to, to ask that what would jesus do you know what I'm saying? Like he, like he's the blueprint. Like so, he gives us blueprints and like in all kinds of situations. Okay, what would you do when you're portrayed? Hey, Jesus got an example for that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, like what would you do? What would you do when the uh, uh, when you're called to help? Because truthfully, our faith ain't challenged. Like one of the most hardest faith is. I mean, one of the most hardest tests is the test of love. Mm-hmm. When you when you have to when you have to love people, uh, like. Or, or, or like basically <laughs> your character is tested you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but especially in misunderstandings mm-hmm. like with like when or, or miscommunications yes. uh you know what i'm saying yes. and it's like like can you can you see life from their perspective you know what i'm saying and 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 not be so quick not be so quick to see everything from your own can you can you put yourself in their shoes as well you know what i'm saying Vice versa, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of I, the reason I said it, because a lot of people get caught up with mm-hmm. the with the with the with the hater conversation yeah. and the opposition talk, and yeah. you know, like people hating, the people don't support, and it's yeah. like, okay, okay, so and then okay for, for people of faith, mm-hmm. it's like you have a savior that understands everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got a you got a you got a God that actually understands that from a human standpoint. Yeah. And Jesus wasn't 40 years; he was 33. I'm 32. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that's what that's what I mean. Like, uh, what would Jesus do? Like, in the face of opposition, because it's people out here that's that's trying to trying to build something, trying to yeah. who 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 believe they uh they have a call and uh they're coming up against opposition. They're coming up against uh people who don't that may not see their vision. Okay, what would Jesus do? That's the clickbait. WWGD. But that's I'm coming from that conversation, and I'm really asking even you, like, how do you act? How do you, how do you handle that? You know what I'm saying? Because no one who steps out to do anything doesn't go against that. Doesn't go against yeah. being misunderstood. Yeah. Doesn't go against naysayers. You know what I'm saying? It it, it may not be straightforward, but you know it. Like, how do you handle that and still, you know what I'm saying? Still keep a good conscience toward people I and think, not getting bitter. Um. Oh, not get, not get, not get I, I thought I had an answer to you said not get <laughs> No, I, I do. And that's the hard, and that's and the hard part. Is, you know, not to be in like how to, to live in unforgiveness and to you know. I think for me, it's um, it's an ever deepening sense of this is my purpose. This is what God has created me to do. You know. Um, for the uh, for as long as I exist in the earth, you know, um, even when I would have like maybe a friendship end or a relationship end or a job workout, it was the resolve of well, this job wasn't my purpose. This relationship was not my purpose. It, it may be a situation. It may have even been an assignment, but nothing um, 
externally has is, is powerful enough to override God's purpose for me. Yeah. And so I can lean into that. And then it was two things. I forgot the other one. But it's, it's the deep understanding of purpose. But really it's the idea of you really can move on from bitterness or betrayal or you can move in unforgiveness when you are not depending on the thing that you're walking away from to control the outcome of your life. And so it's like, I trust God for the outcome of my life and I trust his purpose in me. And even in the times where it gets difficult, you know, where people come, or situations come against it, to know that I can, I have that sure foundation of if it comes back, if, if it all comes back down to just me and God and my purpose, that really is enough to keep going in my life. Yeah, and but um, but you, you gotta you gotta have a relationship that's deep enough to yeah. really get there with God like that. And um, I think you do have to endure some things that test that. You know, when my pastor would tell me, he was like, "God is too wise to put the outcome of your life in the hands of another man." Yeah, but it's also in the hands of another person, or you know, at the end of the day, things and certain things God like assigns you as far as opportunities or jobs or things that can be very difficult. Certain things He allows that He may not have actually fully intended but all things do work together for good uh to those who are you know the called according to his purpose and the love god and called according to his purpose you know and so if you can really get a baseline that supersedes all these different things and even to i'll say one thing specifically um um can you distract me what you doing I'm sorry. I kept trying to be on live and it kept. Oh, I was trying. I was like, "What is that?" I'm trying to get it back. Oh, but even when I even, and I'll say like specifically like as a woman uh, in the millennial age group in that that bridge generation we're talking about, you talk you talk with other like women who are maybe like single and things like that, or maybe like or have different thoughts around relationship and family or career moves. Um, that can be an interesting thing, you know, when just like when it comes down to maybe timelines. Mm-hmm. But then once I was also like, you know what? No matter what happens in these other areas, no matter what happens in relationships and family and jobs and anything, I know that God told me to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna delay doing this, waiting for something that like at the end of the day. God, that's all all this is in God's timing yeah. and certain like even like for example people will still ask me do I want to have another baby you know what I don't I don't know and and at the end of the day it's not fully up to me yeah at the end of the day it's, it's up to God's decision yeah you know and so from there it's just like if I'm waiting for that moment or that decision to be final or whatever and, and also I know that God told me to write a book well then why are you delaying doing the thing you know he told you to do like so no matter what happens with me as far as children no matter what happens with me in relationships no matter what jobs come or go no matter what churches open or close no matter what yeah god still told me to do this yeah and so i think sometimes when you walk with god long enough and you see people and situations and opportunities come and go and you see what has lasted it's going to always reveal god and the perfection of his purpose and so you can kind of release those things Mm -hmm. In a in an easier way, once you start to walk with God like that, that's been my experience. And what like, you got? No, I mean, my my big thing. I just like the, the the whole thing is I don't want anybody me my like me myself first to be better. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's like there's no like what's the point of having like and it 
I think the root of it is we like uh, push. I mean, truth be told, you care more more about what people think about you than God sometimes, and that and that. Can, you know what I'm saying? And we, that could... I mean, that's I think that's we, the what root. we do. We care yeah. too. We care more about what people think of us than God. Oh, and and God not is a genius. Gonna let that breathe? I ain't gonna let it breathe. Oh, God is a genius Ooh, though. G, word will it just say? Y'all need to stop caring. I mean, but about that, what, what people, people think say. more than you care about what God thinks. Come on, let's go ahead and give it. All right, I'll tell you, I think you need to give that is due. Give it a just due? Yeah. Give it a just. No, okay. that's, I mean, that's real. I learned that from personal experience. But, uh, and it's like, some, I mean, sometimes we do it not knowing, though. Sometimes we don't intend to replace God with people. You know what I'm saying? But somewhere down the line, you, you come. But it is, but then at the same time, I tell you. Fancy I, word, idolatry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. At, the same, <laughs> at the same time, I tell you, like, you wasting time feeling any kind of way about somebody that God loves. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't care. Like, okay, that don't mean you got to be be buddy-buddy with everybody, no, but it's, it's, no, it's no need to hold, uh, like, just stay angry at the person because God, God going to bless them. They going to come up. As long as they repent, get their mind right, God going to bless them. They going to come up and you still going to be mad at them. Listen. So it's like, I don't want anyone to, to like, because you can't really truly be free, you know what I'm saying, and be creative with a heart of with, with being unforgiving and it's easy to come by like let's be real like when you coming up like we got all kind of memes you know what i'm saying uh uh what's the little what's the little tiktok the famous tiktok uh talk about how come you don't uh, uh talk about all i needed was a like it like it uh, all i needed was a like and a share you know what i'm saying or, or, like, or like why you don't share my stuff like we got so many things and you can tell people feel away so like, how do you, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's gonna hit you. And, I, and personally, I think that's the true test of character, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Save your brothers that that, that that threw you in jail. Like, you know what I'm saying? That had to say- I'll tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> what, what helped me with that. And it's actually, I will say this is a, it takes some maturity, some spiritual maturity. Yeah, it do. Um, but at the moment when I had someone that I was, one of the times I was the angriest I've ever been in my life. Um, aimed at a particular person. Was it was it the nurse? No. I thought it was the nurse. No, I wasn't her. Okay. No. Um, I didn't know long enough for her to rile that level of anger in me. I got you. But it was, I felt every impulse of a anger and hatred and malice and pettiness and thank God social media wasn't what it was then. You know, um, I felt it all and meant it. Yeah. All you know, and but I was like, you know what? Let me pray. Thankfully, we weren't in close proximity to each other. Um, but I I prayed, and I was just so like raw in my emotions, and I was just like, God, whatever you got to say to me, nothing hurts more than what I'm going through. So just lay it all on me. I can take it. And um, I started to pray for that person. Mm-hmm. And the, to your point, Key, where it's like. I don't have the right to hold this level of malice or hatred or anything mm-hmm. towards anybody that God loves. Mm-hmm. First of all, but it ain't easy all the it's time. It's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> but I'm telling you what happened for me, and and, and I, again, this is a spiritual maturity, and I really don't take it lightly because I don't necessarily know. Like God has to certain things when you start to He starts to show you things and reveal things to you. I think it does speak to a level of trust that He has, and I don't take it lightly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so I say that to say. When I started to pray for this person, God allowed me to see them for a moment through his eyes. Yeah. And even with uh, even at the heart of the action they did towards me, 
it really very quickly turned from anger to pity almost and a sadness of like you know what okay yes this was horrible what they did to you but the sad truth is it really didn't have anything to do with you yeah it yeah. was the fact that they're broken they're unresolved they're unhealed and you got caught in the line of fire mm -hmm. and the devil would have liked to have you go down in those same flames mm -hmm. you know and so pay attention to what this situation what you've learned from it and how you're better from it and still walk away but also don't walk away with anger and malice and hatred mm -hmm. i want you to see this for what it is so you really aren't forgiving just just in speech yeah. you're not just saying oh, i forgive no you really really see this this person did this to me but also it really didn't have anything to do with me it doesn't change anything that got got going on in my life mm -hmm. but also take a minute and look at the root cause yeah and peel back the layers and and, and he really did give me a glimpse into issues that this person has to contend with long before they ever knew me yeah, yeah and you know if those things go and fester and grow and stay unresolved you don't know and i wasn't the first person that got hit by this person's you know pain mm -hmm. i wasn't the, the, i wasn't the first person hurt by this other hurt person the toxicity 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 <laughs> you know and so um, that was a, it was a maturing thing for me, but it did help me with a level of trust that this still hurts, but God got me. Yeah. And, and I remember I put a post on Facebook. I said, you know what? And I meant that thing. And I still mean it now. God loves you more than anybody could ever hurt you. Yeah. And once you can kind of really believe that it's easier, I'm not saying that the hurt doesn't hurt, but it doesn't hurt as deep or as long. Yeah. God loves me more than anybody could ever hurt me. So. Yeah, that's real. Ooh. I mean, that's 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 real. I mean, it, uh, that's that's like that's and that's that and that's called empathy to be able to. I mean, at, at that moment, you know what I'm saying? It, it, that's why everybody. That's why it's level. That's why everybody can't be. That's why I have never desired to be a preacher. You know what I'm saying? If God wants me to preach, then He'll tell me. You know what I'm saying? And I honor those who do. You know what I'm saying? Because he might tell you because one day. no. Let's, He's, I'm not he's signing snuck up. It up on me. Look, but, but, I but was it, like, really? But it's like, right, give me the mic. Don't get it in my vernacular. In order to be, in order to lead people, you have to be able to have empathy in, in order to see certain situations from their perspective. Yeah. Any good leader, you know what I'm saying? Even outside of ministry. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You got to be able to deal with attitudes and bad days and you got to be able to deal with uh, things that don't necessarily concern you, but your job is to keep this ship moving maybe, smooth. Maybe a lot of these... Um, Leaders need to come work in retail. You see a lot. <laughs> the, the things we see and the things we have to manage and on the dime, just real quick. I'm That's sorry. It's and it's just like it ain't worth the weight. You know what I'm saying? What it ain't mean? worth the weight of bitterness. It ain't worth the weight of walking oh, around. Oh, the weight. The weight. The heaviness. Of yeah. Okay. It ain't worth the weight. Like you be like you like letting that bother you, letting that shake you, letting that slow down your purpose. And, and it, it's, it's not, not worth, worth the weight. It's not worth that weight, and it's not more specifically. It's not worth what it does to you. Yeah. Like this person that you now hold all these negative feelings for, they still got that much power to literally at your core change who you are. And that's too much power. And I, I, it really is. And I had, yeah. to, I had to resolve within myself. You know, after uh, a relationship I left uh, years ago, I was like, you know what? I like certain things about myself. And this person didn't know how to appreciate them, but I like that I'm generous. Yeah. I like that I'm loving. I like that I come through for people. Yeah. I like that I can be dependent on. I like that 
um, I can prioritize you if, if that's what the situation situation demands. And you didn't appreciate it and you didn't reciprocate it. Yeah. But I'm not going to stop being that because I like that about myself. Yeah. And how dare you have that power to make me change something that I truly like about myself. Yeah. I'm going to let you go before I let her go. Yeah. And, that, and, and stay with you. I see the bar. I see the bar, but I mean, but that that's, that's good. because that come because how many people you see don't I mean you you see naturally giving people turn you know what I'm saying turn the exact opposite because yeah, because they've been hurt somebody came through didn't appreciate it and I, then they and they I they went flip flop I have left I have left jobs for that reason I was like you know I see what it takes to be successful here I could do it but I don't like who I would have to become to measure this company's standard of success I'm just gonna leave. I'm in the era right now of boundaries. Amen. It's boundaries. Like, I, I'm protecting my peace. You gotta have I boundaries. I cannot call you. I love you. I love you so much, but I cannot call you. Because I have to. When I say boundaries, and me and Willa just talking about this, but don't let the boundaries become a wall. But yes. Don't let the boundaries become a wall. I, I get that. You but, still gotta keep your gates and I gotta, doorways. I gotta, you still gotta have your doorways and your keyholes and your windows. Because a, a, a lot of times when that happens and you are unappreciated for who you are, mm-hmm. you put up what we call boundaries, but they're really walls and nobody can get in. So I mean, we can we can keep going. We we had to tail into this thing right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had the last five yeah, minutes. Six minutes, eight o'clock. six minutes, yeah. We got. I mean, that's that. I mean, that's pretty much. That's pretty much the bulk of it. Uh, like, it's gonna come. Opposition gonna come. They says you're gonna be doing things that people are just not gonna understand. Cause and this, and this is where character is tested, and this is where you get to know your God for you and not yeah. through. A third, Ooh. not to a third person party. That's all. Oh, you can part two. You can part two. But a part two. But a part two. Because some, because some. Part two. Well, that's, that's a part two. That's we're gonna part two. We got, we got five minutes. But uh, for the last, I'm gonna do my little two minutes. I, I give you two minutes. No, but uh, that's 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 you basically that's basically it. Like you get to because. Uh, we have to like we have to know God for ourselves at the end of the day, and 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 that like like that don't that don't negate anything. But at the end of the day, some people only know God through a third party, and that's never how it's supposed to be. The third party is they introduce you, hey, they 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 teach you principles, they 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 help you grow. You know what I'm saying? But it's like a lot of people is put like I feel sorry for some pastors because a lot of people put too much weight. Like it's not their job. It's not their job to to help them. To, it's, it out there. it's not it's, it's not the pastor's job for to help you grow in your relationship you know what i'm saying like they like some people depending on the pastor's job for too much they do it, you know it, what i'm saying and it's it's tough yeah. and because, it, because the the pastoral heart mm-hmm. is gonna always be turned towards the people yeah and so it's so important for those leaders to have people around them that sometimes and y'all feel what i mean when i say this they aren't as nice as they are you know what i'm saying yeah. To no. be able to keep them and protect the heart and be like, you know what, nah, he's not available right now. You know, like for real. <laughs> oh, yeah. You do. You know, but you do. Listen, write the whole book. But no, but you do need people around you that can help hold your boundary lines. That's that's really it. Like you know, and so like some certain things, like if you see it, you'll fix it. If you see it, you'll take the call. If you see, it. but sometimes you just need somebody. Like you know what. You you know the same time for you. No, we got it. We can run interference for you. I can tell yeah. all the time. I was like, we need to run interference for the day for pastor. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, you for real. Get, you gotta get through me first. For real, <laughs> you know? man. Like you gotta. Like, we gonna, gonna go ahead and okay. cut this off. Gonna, oh, any 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 final remarks? Any any last uh, comments? 
I guess we'll do a part two. We can we, do a part two, but I'm going to say that I think it is um, extremely important that we engage in the voting process, our please. civic duty. Please. We are in Georgia, and it's a little... It's looking crazy. It's a little, it's a little interesting it's down little here. Yellow. Who vote for Herschel? Let me, I want to know who vote for Herschel. Oh, okay. Is it true? Okay. So here's my thing. Here's my plea around voting. Um, I think you should research the candidates as individuals as you make your decisions. And I also think that after you study the individual candidates, then study and look into the machine behind the individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and look at you know, because I feel like it's I money. feel like even really um, heavily in one of the Georgia races, I feel like on 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 the ticket it's almost like a man versus who who was part of a party mm-hmm. versus an actual party mm-hmm. the man the other man is just the face and a mm-hmm. pawn mm-hmm. you know and a very strategic face mm-hmm. and a very strategic pawn to really change the narrative around certain issues so certain talking points aren't as prevalent in and i'll just go out i'm talking around it but like for example the um senate race in georgia i think that is it's extremely strategic for the republican party to put all of this support around a candidate who has really demonstrated a level of incompetence in that compared to the severity of the office that he's running for. Mm-hmm. But also, it was so strategic that you get a black man to go against another black man yeah. so that we aren't having race dominate the conversation mm-hmm. like we've had in the past several that is a good that's in the past several elections like you know what how do we get them to stop because because that's a that's a heavy card to play the race card the people of color card yeah. all of this stuff the diversity card is hard to play and so now it's like well what black face can we get to take so at least the conversation and narrative at least we're not leading having to talk about how we're not racist look at this black man we got to lead us but it really in my opinion from my point of view and this is just mine it looks more racist than just getting just an old white man up there. Mm-hmm. And especially with that Lindsey Graham co-sign. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you so, uh, so that is, that is, uh, these are the opinions of Audrey Aaron alone. You think it's a, <laughs> think it's a ploy for an agenda? I, push? I, I mean, I think, absolutely. I, but I think some of, some of the strategies of like, hey, you know, because these people, like, Based on what we can see, based on what we've seen in debates, based on what we've seen in interviews, and not saying that you can take everything in media at face value, but based on things that 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 Walker has said in his own books, yeah. what sense does it make to say, hey, this is the man that we can get behind? Like, I don't I don't think that they chose a leader. I think they chose someone who they could lead. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. That's politics. I mean, but that's, that's, that, that's what it looks that's, like. And I, and I feel like it's an insult to so many people. Oh. But also, in a, in, a, in a sad but equal truth, it is representation of a lot of very real mindsets. Yeah. In Georgia and throughout the country. It, it definitely so is. So I say all that to say. Eight o'clock. Vote. 
Okay. You know, we're in early voting right now. Go vote. Definitely vote. Um, and then the election day is November. Definitely vote. Yeah, P. Diddy. Yeah, vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's really important. And I do, um, as as circus like as American politics have been over the last couple of years, I for a long time I personally took issue with the message when it was just like vote, 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 vote. And I felt like it was a lack of voter education yeah. and political education around the message to just go vote. Mm -hmm. I do really appreciate, though it has again been very circus-like, I really do appreciate the spotlight, good, bad, ugly. Maybe this is what American politics has been the whole time and we finally got some cameras and some, some things to pull the curtains back. But if it's what it takes to get more of the people that our elected, elected officials are supposed to be leading to really see and make some more informed decisions at the polls, then I think it may on some level be have been a necessary evil to see some of the level of um, just disturbing, just rhetoric and behavior in American politics in the past couple of years. But if it makes the everyday voter un, um, informed where they used to be uninformed, or if it brings people to come out and at least vote and be aware that just even the hype around midterm elections that wasn't a thing a decade ago not in this way that's true you know and so if we're becoming more educated about the democracy that we live in and the nation that we live in i think that that particular thing is a good thing definitely gotta educate yourself educate yourself read man like, understand what's really going on just, don't just vote for popularity uh i agree but so, uh, those are my final thoughts okay because we're right in the height of the you know midterm election season and, and Georgia, here's the thing that has been interesting to watch over time. The, in recent years, Georgia has never really been a swing state like that. You know, no. we, had a, we had a blue blip with, with Clinton. But the fact that Georgia is, like, really legit purple and is getting a lot of some of that swing state oh, yeah. um, attention, it's been, it's that's an interesting thing. Georgia is you know? definitely, definitely one of the states they, they want to win, mm -hmm. for sure. That, that really affects the, the whole nation. It do. Yeah. Yeah, Georgia is a big one. Cause that, cause last year that was crazy. I mean, let I me mean, last voting term, it was crazy when Georgia went blue. That was crazy. But yeah. uh, okay, so that's all I got. Uh, that's it, folks. The we're gonna do a part two of this. Yes. WWJD. Uh, what was the last thing you were gonna talk about? As far as people caring about what people, ooh, yeah, what people part, think, what they care about, what we left off at. We yeah. Back and watch. We'll get it. We definitely get. It. All right. Well. <laughs> This is No Labels Podcast, people. I am your host, Willie G. We got Miss Audrey in the building. All right, y'all. And the queen, and we are out of here. We out. Love y'all. All right, y'all. Thanks for rocking with us. Face 